Welcome to the Sigma Dad Pod, where I take you on the journey of learning what it means to be a Sigma Dad. Being a Sigma Dad means being a trailblazer. It means breaking the patterns before you, because you know what kind of dad you want to be, and you're showing up every single day to become that person. So if you're ready to be the best dad you could ever imagine, strap in, listen up, and let's do this. One of the most selfish things that you can do is choose not to take care of your physical health, your physical fitness, and your body in general. There's a couple of reasons for this. Number one, how are you going to be around for your family, for your kids, for your spouse, if you're too unhealthy to do anything for them? Like if you're tired at the end of the day, you don't have enough energy to play with your kids, to help your wife cook dinner, clean up, whatever it is that she needs help with, or whatever it is that you've promised to do around the house. How are you showing up? How are you showing your kids and your wife that you respect them and you want to be there for them and you love and care about them? You're not because you're too tired, you're too unhealthy, you're too sick, you're too weak, you're too insert whatever you want here because you've decided that working out and taking care of your diet and getting the sleep that you need and doing all these things isn't important enough. And hopefully this video helps you to change that because it's not about, it's not a selfish thing to go to the gym. It's not a selfish thing to eat better food, to get more sleep, to do those things to take care of your body because you're doing it in part for you, but also mostly so that you can show up for your kids, so that you can be there for your wife, so that you can show them what it looks like to take care of your body, so you can show them what it looks like to respect your body. Your body is, I mean, I, I view it as a temple. It is a sacred thing. It is important. I get one. I, when the one gets broken, gets damaged, gets destroyed, it's gone. I don't get another one. And so if I'm not you know, lifting weights, if I'm not taking care of my cardiovascular health, if I'm not taking care of my diet, which there's a lot of things that go on with diet because we have all of these different diets. And part of the conversation in your head needs to be, hey, what diet feels right to me? What feels wrong to me? Let's go try it. Let's test it out. Let's figure out what the best move is for my family and for me and go with it. If you're not doing the work to figure those things out, you are actively choosing to be less healthy than you could be, to live less long or, you know, not have the energy and the ability, the health span to be able to take care of the things that you need to. I don't know if you've done this exercise, but one of the things that I do is I picture myself when I'm 80, what do I want to be able to do? Do I want to be the grandpa that if I fell down, I'd be crippled and someone has to help me up and I, I, I can't do much besides sit on the couch or do I want to be the grandpa that is strong enough to lift up my grandkids, to hold them over my head, to jump on the trampoline or whatever it is with them. That takes all the amount of work between those two is huge. The delta is massive. So if I'm okay being sedentary, if I'm okay being frail and being someone that people have to take care of, well, it's not a whole lot of work. I'd eat whatever I want, do whatever I want, don't exercise, like just exist. And you'll get there because you'll be weak and you won't be able to protect your family when they need it. Like it just, there's a whole myriad of things that, that are problems with this area. Hopefully I don't have to convince you of that. Hopefully you're in the camp somewhere in between here. And we want to get you all the way over to this other side where being as healthy as possible, being strong as possible, taking care of those things is important. Your mental health, your spiritual health, your physical health, everything. Like everything that you do gets better when your diet's on point, when your sleep's on point, when your physical fitness is on point. If you do those things, everything, everything's better. So let's talk about a couple of things here. Number one, physical fitness. What does that look like? You know, I know I have three kids and so I'm assuming, you know, you have more than one kid. Maybe you just have one kid, but how do you exercise? What do you choose to do? What do you choose not to do? What does that look like? 
I've been exercising since I was 12 years old. I got a strength and conditioning certification. I, you know, studied in college. I was actually going to be an athletic trainer or a strength and conditioning coach. Changed my mind, but I've studied this for almost two decades. Like physical fitness is something that I'm really, really interested in and mostly the strength portion. And so like in college, I was an Olympic weightlifter. I was in the super heavyweight class. And so had, you know, more weight on me than I would like still have a little bit extra, but I can squat over 500 pounds. I can deadlift over 500 pounds, bench nearly 400 pounds. Like I'm strong. And so I have the muscle mass that I feel confident in talking about some of these things. Now, fat loss is something we'll talk about here in a second. That's something I need to work on. I'm on a journey as well. But strength training is something that I know really, really well. So for you, for a dad, the recommendation that I have for you is work out three times a week and do a full body workout. Now you're going to see a lot of information of do body splits. So today's back and buys or chest and tries, whatever it is, body part splits are not as helpful if you're not on drugs, you're not a beginner, and you have a busy schedule. It's not what I would recommend. You can do like a push-pull split if you'd like. There are, there are a lot of things that you can do. But as a busy dad, what we're looking for is how many times can you work the muscle? We want three minimum during the week. And two's okay, but three's a better number. So three full body workouts is where I'd go. That's actually what I do now, and it's what I've done for a while. And I've noticed actually get better gains and maintain gains better when I miss workouts if I'm doing this because I'm just too busy. I have a business to run. I have a spouse to show up for. I have kids to be there for to make sure that they have a dad and make sure that they understand and can see what life looks like, what what a happy, healthy dad looks like so that they can emulate that when they're dads. And so I can't work out much more than three times a week and consistently hit it. I can hit three times a week. Even if I miss, you know, I miss my Tuesday or my Wednesday workout, I can move it to Thursday. Like there's enough days in the week to kind of move some of this around. So strength training, three times a week, full body. And one of the easiest things to do if you're new to lifting weights or if you haven't done it for a while or if, you know, whatever your excuse is, pick one exercise per body part and do one set to failure. Like, so if you don't, I have no idea what I can curl anymore. Cool. Pick up some twenties, do reps until you can't do reps anymore. Cool. I got 25. Okay. Well, you're a little stronger than you think you are. Next time we're, we're shooting to be in the eight to 12 range. So pick up a 35 pound dumbbell. See if you can get eight to 12. If you get way more than that, go up and just keep going up every week. When you get bored, swap out that exercise, keep that exercise for at least a month or two, maybe a little bit longer, but it doesn't have to be super complicated. You can get good results for doing the work. You're doing 80% of the work. You know, I call this the 80% solution. You, you're not looking things up. You're not studying. You're not trying to find the most optimal weightlifting program. You literally are just doing some work. You're getting some of the work in. And so you're going to have some of the result. So to recap strength training portion of this, to take care of your health, pick one exercise per body part, do the same thing for a month or two and do it three times a week. You're going to do one set to failure. That's all you have to do. One set. Easy enough. You should be able to do that. We can get more complicated with this. You can, there's, there's a lot of things that you can do. There have been books and volumes and series and thousands and millions of hours of videos on the best way to work out. Make it simple. Don't complicate it. If you complicate it, you're less likely to do it. So get three full body workouts in a week, do that for a year and you will see changes. I promise you that. Second thing here, and this is the thing that I don't like as much. Maybe you don't like as much either, but it's cardiovascular health. This is essential. This is important. If you're not taking care of your heart, you're not taking care of the veins and arteries in your body, 
One, you're not going to have as much energy. Two, you're not going to be able to recover as well from the workouts that you're doing. But three, you're much more likely to die later on. Like this is less about, hey, how strong can I get? And it's more about how healthy can I keep myself? And so the dose on this really, really ranges. I mean, you could go on walks every night. Maybe you have a dog and you're walking 10, 20 minutes, 30, 40 minutes every single day. You're probably okay. Like, Maybe you want to throw, you know, a rucksack on or a weighted vest, and that'll actually help a little bit with that, but you don't probably need to add a whole lot. Maybe you want a little bit more. Maybe you want to really push the envelope on this. Maybe you go on 20, 30 minute runs a few times a week. You don't need to get crazy with this, but you do need to push your heart rate into a zone that's maybe a little bit uncomfortable. So my goal with this, and this is kind of baseline, this is not pushing it. This is not, you know, slacking. But, you know, three times a week, I want to do about 30 minutes and, you know, what we call the Maffetone method. This is something Nick Bear really talks about. I love his content. Um, Easy, easy thing to do. So what we want to do, if you have some sort of heart rate monitor, you're going to run, jog, whatever. I hope you've gotten value out of the show today. If you have, it would mean the world to me if you would share the show with a friend. Podcasts are notoriously hard to grow, and word of mouth is actually the way that they grow the fastest. So if you could take a second and text this to a friend or family member, someone who needs this, I would really appreciate it. Now back to the show. Is that you're doing for cardio at, you know, take 180, subtract your age and that heart rate. I, I go plus or minus five either way. So I take that number and I actually go minus 10. So I have this range. So I'm 30 years old, 180 minus 30 is 150. So between 140 and 150 is where I want my heart rate for that entire 30 minutes if possible. So just keeping that range, it, what it does is it just gently stretches the veins, the arteries, the cardiovascular system that you have it keeps it healthy. We're not, I'm not trying to run a marathon. Maybe that's a goal of yours. Then you don't want to follow this plan, but I just kind of want the minimum effective dose to make sure I'm staying healthy, to make sure that my heart's working well, to make sure my blood pressure stays in a healthy range. So a lot of reasons that this is good for you to do and just want to make sure you take care of it. Do something, do something that gets your heart rate up every single day, every single week, whatever the dose you want, but you need to make sure that you're cognizant of it. Just thinking about it and having it on your mind, paying attention to it, it's going to allow you to do more. If you're forgetting it every single day, if you're not even not even thinking about it, you're going to be fall way further on this end of the scale where we're being lazy. We're going to end up like this 80-year-old that, you know, I've fallen and I can't get up. You, you need help because you haven't taken care of yourself. The amount of deaths and, like, quality of life declines that happen from old people falling and breaking a hip or things like that is crazy. And most of us don't think about that because we're young, because we have a lot of time. But if you haven't done something today or this week or this month to make sure that that isn't your reality, it's going to become your reality. So make sure we're taking care of ourselves, our strength, as well as our cardiovascular health. So we're not having you know, heart attacks, problems like that in the future. I'm not saying it will prevent that, but it's going to help. So last thing, diet. There's a lot of diets out there. I've studied, in fact, my, I have a bachelor's degree and one of the areas of study that I have, I had to pick three minors, made a major um, but it was psychology, pathophysiology, which is basically the study of disease and nutrition and nutrition. You hear so many different things and it's always changing. And you look at a lot of the studies and they're showing all sorts of things. So my recommendation for you, if I'm not going to tell you my diet in particular, you can you know ask in the comments if you'd like, and I'm more than happy to chat about it. But my recommendation for you is similar to mine, just less extreme. Number one, meat-based diet. So we're looking at red meat, lots of vitamins, lots of minerals. You can have white meats, chicken, fish, things like that, but make sure you're getting at least 50% of your protein from red meat sources. That'll 
solve a lot of issues that you have and you want about one gram of protein per pound of lean mass. So take what you weigh minus about 20% and that's probably where I would sit for a minimum. Easy way to do that times your weight by 0.8. That's how many grams of protein to eat. That's the minimum. You can eat more than that. You can eat it one gram of protein per pound. You can eat one and a half. I don't recommend going much more than one, but somewhere in that range, you know, 0.8 to one gram per pound that you weigh and you'll be solid. Fats. I don't track fats. I just make sure I eat a lot of butter, a lot of tallow, and I put it on my foods and I eat fatty meats. So that usually takes care of that. You don't need to track that too much. I don't want this to become, you're not trying to be a bodybuilder. Maybe you are, you're going to follow a different advice. I don't want this to be something that's hard for you. I want this to be easy. So making sure that when you're choosing fats, it's butter or tallow. Good to go there. Vegetable oils. We're not using just not good for you. We're not going to get into that. We could, but not going to red meats, at least 50% of your protein. And then the rest of your diet can look really however you want. That doesn't mean go eat a bunch of sweets, bunch of treats. What that means is some of you are going to say, Hey, I feel best when I have white rice for my carbohydrates. Okay, cool. Your carbohydrate source is going to be white rice, perfect, or bread, or vegetables, or whatever. Some of you are going to say, hey, I'm a carnivore. I don't want to eat any of that. Cool. Up the protein, up the fats. Like, you're good. But this base, but this base is what you need at the basic level. If you have that at the basic level, you can add and subtract things on it. And you know, one of the questions I get is, are sweets okay? Yeah, they're okay. Like, make it between zero and 5% of your calories for the day and you're going to be fine. Do I think you should have them every day? No, but you know, are you going to have big issues if you followed kind of the basics where you're eating 50% of your protein from red meats, you're getting 0.8 to one gram per pound that you weigh of protein and you're selecting some sort of healthy source for your carbohydrates. If you're eating carbohydrates, you're going to be just fine. Um, I would stay. So if you're going to eat 3000 calories for the day, you know, 5% is 150 calories from sugar, from treats. From, so it's a lot smaller than you think it is. Don't push that too far. So having 5% of your calories from treats every single day, that's not going to be a big deal. Going 10%, 20%, you're going to start having some issues. But it's your life. Don't, you know, one of the things that I regret is saying, hey, I'm not going to eat birthday cake on someone's birthday because I'm following a specific diet. It was one day. It was one piece of cake. It was one scoop of ice cream, whatever it is, don't put yourself in uncomfortable positions and sacrifice quality time and make people feel awkward or uncomfortable because you feel like you have to follow a specific diet. Now, if you really don't feel good on those foods, just pick something that you feel better on. But the thing here is this is about teaching your kids what healthy eating and a healthy healthy lifestyle looks like on top of getting all the benefits, on top of being able to be there for them, on top of having the energy to go play with them and have fun with them. This is not about being dogmatic. This is not you being a bodybuilder or a world-class powerlifter. This is not that. This is what does healthy look like so that my kids can understand what it looks like to be healthy. What what normal do I want them to grow up with? Do I want them to think that eating Twinkies and donuts and ice cream for breakfast is normal? I sure hope not. Should they have that every day? That's up to you. Like te te Teach them about how you eat. Are you going to eat those things every day? Well, then your kids are probably going to think it's normal to eat those every day. It's up to you. I don't like to teach them that, but I, don't also, I also don't want them to think that they're a bad person or it's a bad thing to eat the sugar. And so finding that balance. But they do know that we eat our protein. 
we like red meat. <laughs> and when we, you know, eat meals, we eat good, healthy meals. And one of the downsides here is that my wife and I both cook really, really well. And so when we bring food to the neighbors, they're always like, how do you guys cook so well? We just, I don't know, practice. We like cooking. We like good food. But our kids eat good food all the time. And so when they have not so good food, they won't eat it. <laughs> um, but that's a good thing. They're going to learn how to cook well, and they're going to be a teenager and adult and, you know, father, husband, wife, whatever it is, and be able to make good food and be able to share that skill with them. Uh, one thing I never got was of all of the skills that you could learn, cooking is one that will affect you every single day because likely you're going to eat nearly every single day of your life. And so knowing how to cook delicious food that's healthy, that's good, skill worth investing in, skill worth paying money to learn, a skill worth going up and looking up recipes, messing a few of them up, wasting money because you tried something new. But when you get it right, you realize how much better food can be, how much more nutritious food can be. So there's there's a lot there. Take care of your body. Take care of your fitness, your mental health, your spiritual like. Be a good man. Like when you think of a strong, healthy monster of a man, beast of a man, whatever words you want to use, I guarantee you, you don't think of a, you know, skinny fat dad. You don't think of someone with a pot belly. You don't think of someone with skinny arms. You don't like they have muscles. They probably have abs. They hold themselves confidently. They they're strong. They're able to lift and do the things they need to do. That's just kind of innate. That's one of the things that is just in us. And so if you want your kids to think of that as a good man, you need to show it. Don't say, oh, back in my day. No, what, what, what can you do today? What can you do now? And I'm stronger than I was when I was a teenager. Definitely have more weight and definitely not as fast as I was. I used to run four by one and throw shot put. I think I can throw the shot put farther now because I am a lot stronger, but I'm you know, I've got some things to work on. So it's a journey for me as well. I'm not sitting up here preaching to you. I'm telling you the things that I've done right, things that I still need to work on. And one of the things that is a scare for people and a scare for me at one point is when you go into the doctor and you have a high blood pressure or when you go into the doctor and you have sleep apnea, you go into the doctor and you have some of these things and you're like, whoa, I thought I was healthy. And it makes you think. It makes you realize even with doing some of these things, sometimes it's not enough. And so you need to do a little bit more and you need to push a little bit harder and you need to make sure you're going to be there for your kids. If you haven't had that moment yet, I hope that that moment is life-changing, but not in a, a way that you really regret not doing things earlier. Um, you know, I hope you have an awakening and maybe this video was an awakening for you to do better, to do more, to take care of yourself.